This is a commute home special report. Hey, this is Derek. Hey, Derek. It's Nick. What's going on, hey, man? Hey, man. Uh, we got some news today. I think things blew up on the interwebs today. Oh, man. I, I've had a busy day. I've been presenting and dealing with the Chicago Bears. So I, have a, I don't know what's going on in the world. <laughs> well, you know, you figured right now you'd be getting a lot of Comic-Con news and uh, things of that nature. But uh, on breaking news, uh, James Gunn has been fired from doing uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Holy crap. Dude, that is huge news. What what happened? Do you got the details? Yeah, I, I it's not straightforward. I've had to kind of hunt around and root around online for it. But... Um, so what happened is, um, a little bit of background for you. James Gunn, he is very, I'll say, uh, left-wing, very progressive, very democratic. Uh, he's very active on Twitter, uh, is not very happy with uh, President Trump and the current administration, tweets a lot about it every day, every week. Very every outspoken about Trump, right? Very. I mean, a, a lot of times, I think earlier this week, uh, Trump tweeted something and James Gunn uh, commented, just F you. And, but usually, I, me personally, I like his tweets normally because he adds a lot of data and links and facts. It's not just emotion, I don't like you. They're really, he does put data behind why, uh, around his views. And I really respect when anyone does that. So he's educated in regards to his opinion. You can tell he's constantly looking around online, researching, uh, reading, and yes. So, you know, his opinions are based in, you know, fact and feelings. Okay. So because he's such a political advocate and, and so outspoken about things, uh, he, uh, well, the, the theory is that's why they did it, but a, a journalist came after him, a right-wing journalist named Mike Cernovich, I believe he pronounced his name. Okay. And he went through, uh, Cernovich, he's best known for promoting the Pizzagate scandal. Are you familiar with this? I am not. What is Pizzagate? This I is like big pizza. news. If yeah. <laughs> not, not, not like this. The, okay. the, this is big news that uh, came out a few years ago. Uh, Alex Jones from InfoWars, the conspiracy theory network, uh, talks about it quite a bit or talked about it quite a bit. Okay, I know um, who he is. Okay, good. Uh, good. So Pizzagate is supposedly a child sex ring that's set up in Washington, D.C. for the Democrats. What? Yeah, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a whole conspiracy theory that uh, people like even Obama and Hillary Clinton, they have these big kind of high-end, you know, Illuminati-style meetings, and, and, and kids are on the menu for these meetings. And supposedly when they order up how many kids they need for these meetings, uh, they, they pretend they're ordering pizza. That's disgusting. Oh yeah, it's 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 awful. It's horrible. Is it true? I mean, you said conspiracy, so is it true? Mm, you, you know how conspiracy theories are. They can drop facts that can be interpreted as facts or refuted as BS. You know, there's no pictures, there's no photos, there's no kids in, in cages, there's no um, ch uh, child testimony. None of that, to my to my knowledge. It's just, uh, look at all this, you know, like, hey, they spent, you know, $500,000 on pizza uh, for this uh, Democratic Party. What could that be? And why did they order 120 pizzas? And they just kind of went down, 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 down. It's, I'll say, it's a very interesting, thought-out research conspiracy. 
uh, I've seen no smoking gun. No, I mean, no one's been arrested. No charges have come up, but uh, it's been out there for a while. Okay. It's one of those, it's so awful. I don't think I, I could ever believe it until I saw some facts and some arrests. Yeah. And yeah, the, the unfortunate thing is, is like, um, you know, that if it's true, that is absolutely horrendous. Uh, if it's not true, it's pathetic that somebody would come up with that. Like what causes your mind to go to that place? So, well, yeah, I mean, some would say it's ratings, you know, uh, you know, these guys have gotten big, have gotten their names out there and, and have become celebrities or not, well, they've been become known because of these things, but, uh, yeah. Okay. So please tell me that like. On a side topic, by the way, if you really want to get uh, deep into the world of conspiracies and uh, kind of get deep in the world of uh, Alex Jones and InfoWars, uh, Alex Jones is friends with Joe Rogan. He went on Joe Rogan's podcast uh, a couple of years ago, year, year and a half, two years ago. Very interesting conversation. It's, a, it's actually an enjoyable conversation, and he, but he does talk about a lot of his conspiracy th uh, stuff on the show. I just... Well, and Joe know, Rogan did it on purpose. It, it is episode number 666. From the Joe Rogan experience. So you said they're friends, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Joe Rogan is not uh, Republican. Uh, he is, uh, he's nonpartisan. He's one of those, he, I would say he leans liberal, but he has libertarian ideas. And so uh, on paper, you know, he, he's supposed to hate him, is basically what they say. But he's just like, yeah, I mean, I don't agree with a lot of stuff that he says, but I've met the guy a bunch of times and we've always gotten along. We get along really well. And even though Joe Rogan doesn't believe a lot of conspiracies, he's into conspiracies. He used to be way into, cons into conspiracies. Okay. Well, I guess if you're way into conspiracies, he's the guy to listen to. So my conspiracy theory is that Trump is now listening to my fucking phone call. You ever thought that he wasn't? Well, now I think he really cares. Because we, <laughs> we said his name a couple times. We said James Gunn. Alex Jones, Joe Rogan. Why don't any of these people have like cool names? James Gunn is not a cool name. No. If it was like Chrome Bobby Gunn. Gun. Yeah. <laughs> Chrome Gun or something. Hey, like I'm Chromey Guns. <laughs> I'm gonna direct this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably the wrong kind of movie. <laughs> yeah. All right, so going back, so that is where uh, Mike Cernovich's uh, claim to fame is. Uh, he on Twitter, his uh, profile says that he's a writer, filmmaker, journalist. Uh, when he's in the mood. When he's in the mood. Yes. Okay. So going back, uh, so uh, he scrubbed through James Gunn's timeline, uh, presumably because James Gunn is so outspoken and he's so on the liberal side. And he went through and he threw up a bunch of tweets this week and uh, screenshots of things that James Gunn has tweeted in the past, threw them up there and, you know, directed them to Disney and cried for an I'll cry for him to get fired. And he was successful. He was fired, uh, I think, sometime around, sometime this afternoon. Okay, so this sometimes journalist, how, how, when were these uh, tweets made? The the one that he specifically cited was from back in 2008. Okay, so this, this sometimes journalist 
who, okay, he tweets to Disney, hey, this guy's working for you. Look at the stuff he's saying. You should fire him. And Disney's like, yeah, you're probably right. Let's fire him. Yeah. Hmm. Well, so Disney owns ABC and they fired, you know, Roseanne. But then again, that was like real time. Like she did that that day. So this yeah. is something 10 years ago. So James Gunn would have been 20s, early 30s. Uh, I think he's older than we think he is. Okay. Which he could be. I'm not really familiar. He was born in 66. So that would make him. Yeah. He's about so to be 50, 50, 52 right now. 52. Wow. Okay. Damn. Yeah, man's are, aged well. People are getting old. Uh, so, okay. So he would have been early 40s. Very much. Well. Any idea what he said? Yeah, so I, I, I've been confused because today uh, James Gunn has been out all over Twitter kind of doing this five-page dissertation about, you know, what he meant by those tweets and his, his what he was like back then. And he talks about, so he was supposed to do a reading, I think at a Comic-Con event, with the director of Jeepers Creepers, who uh, is a convicted pedophile. What? Yeah. So back in the day, he was supposed to do a reading at, at uh, with uh, the director of uh, Jeepers Creepers, convicted pedophile, and then he started tweeting about it right away when he showed up to the event. And so all these tweets have been deleted. I haven't been able to find um, copies of them on the on the internet yet. But a lot of them sound like um, he's like, "Oh yay, I'm I'm doing a, a reading with a convicted pedophile. I'm so excited." And then he came back with another tweet like, oh, I wonder if there's going to be kids here. That's going to be a lot of fun. Again, I, I haven't seen the exact text. This is my interpretation of what he told people on Twitter that he said. Okay. And then he went on and on and on. And then uh, he, he, he uh, I don't know if he tweeted this or I don't know if this, is, if this is what happened. But from what he said is he left. He did not do the reading and he left the event. He said he was so creeped out from being in the same room with this guy. He just left. But... The way he tweeted these is he he didn't kind of like add on to the tweet each time. It was a single tweet one at a time. So they seemed like single statements and you had to kind of, I guess, know his personality or infer that he was joking. So he was being sarcastic. And that's the assumption, right? Is he's being sarcastic because based on, you know, who this guy has been and the tweets that he's made and stuff. I mean, I wouldn't think that he meant it. Like, he was really excited to do it that way. So he was being sarcastic, but because this reporter copied specific tweets, not the context in which probably surrounded with other tweets, he copied those specific tweets and then forwarded them to Disney. We are now James Gunless on Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Is that your interpretation? Yeah, there's a little bit more, but what you've got so far is correct. Uh, going above and beyond that. Uh, so like I said, James Gunn did come back today and he, um, kind of did like a, like a five page dissertation on how I, at the time I was trying to be funny and I was trying to be provocative. I thought that that stuff was, uh, you know, doing stuff like that was funny. I've since changed my ways and I've tried to come from a place of love ever since. Uh, 
so he's gone through and explained it. Uh, <laughs> this is the tricky part because I'm a fan and because of the way I'm reading these and because of the way he's explaining them, I tend to agree with him. I could be totally in the wrong for that, but that's my first blush impression. But I could be totally wrong. Maybe this guy really is a monster and he's been fooling us for all these years. Um, so all you can see... So can you even see the tweets that the reporter tweeted out? No, so he, he took down his, his, his uh, Twitter account last night and I guess he scrubbed a bunch of his a bunch of his tweets off the Twitter account, and then and he brought it back up live uh, this morning. But in, in the meantime, Mike, uh, that's not fishy at all. Well, he did say it, you know. He did. So, no, no, but I mean, okay, continue on with what you were going to say. What what do you think was fishy about it? Well, the fact that he took down tweets, took down his Twitter account, and then re you know, reactivated it is what it, I don't know how Twitter works. So, uh, is that what he did? That's what you're telling me, right? Yeah. And when scandals like this happen, pretty common, uh, you know, the, the, there's lawsuits out there right now for Trump deleting tweets. Um, and, and those are in the courts right now because, because they're saying that's presidential record. Uh, you, so since he's the president and uh, this is public record, he cannot delete tweets anymore. Well, see, I, I would be, I, I am kind of of the thought that, uh, once you say it, that's it, that's it, man. That's public record. That's in my opinion. If, if you put something on social media, uh, send is not your friend. Even, even in this situation with James Dunn, I, I believe we're both in the same page where it's like, he said things there in Twitter, which maybe, if he would have said surrounding his friends, probably never having this discussion. But, you know, there are some things that you can't say on social media. And if you do say them, you have to know that they could come back and bite you. Yeah. You know, like I've said before, I think uh, Twitter is an absolute carnival. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of hilarious content. There's a lot of informative content. But once you start reading through the comments, it, things get ugly, very, very ugly on Twitter. Um, which again can also be enjoyable, but, uh, for me, I kind of got to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not take everything at face value. Yeah. Take everything with a grain of salt. Yes. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. So, so, uh, what is this gentleman's name? I said Mike Cernovich. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Cernovich. So he came back and, and added more fuel to the fire today uh, after uh, Mr. Gunn recanted all this uh, and said all these things. He, uh, Cernovich, added a bunch more tweets of things that Gunn said over the years. And, and yeah, they're not good. Also, it gets worse than the, the comments about the pedophile and the kids. It's not so much it's worse. Well, some of them might be considered worse, but it's more so it's a trail of a lot of uh, what I guess what Mr. Gunn thinks he was doing was pedophilia, pedophilia uh, humor. Okay. Yes. So I, I, I get it. So yeah. And, and yeah, maybe worse isn't the right word, but uh, look, so are you able to read any of those things? Yeah, he he published a, a a screenshot of about uh about a dozen of them. Okay. Would you care to share any of them? They're 
Yeah, uh, warning, they're bad. Okay. Well, two warnings. This sounds like the way kids talked when I was in my teens and my 20s amongst my friends. Okay, this and definitely we're talking about a man that's in his 40s when he's saying this, right? Correct. Okay, uh, are there any that are, like, not, uh, like, they're not X-rated, I hope. Well, I'll start, I'll, I'll, I'll go through a couple, and you tell me to stop if you want me to stop. Okay. All right, on, on uh, oh, God, uh, September 19th, 2011, I'm doing a big Hollywood film adaptation of The Giving Tree with a happy ending. The tree grows back and gives the kid a blowjob. Okay. Next. Uh, retweet to Peter Elton. I like it when little boys touch me in my silly place. Shh. That was in 2009. A photo shoot with three people trying to maintain a semi-chub so that I'll look impressive in these photos. And I'm, I don't know these three people. Maybe they're younger. I, I haven't looked that up yet. Okay. The Hardy, Bo- the Hardy Boys and the Mystery of What It Feels Like When Uncle Ben Fists Me. Sad Children's Books. Hashtag Sad Children's Books. That was in 2010. Okay. So 2011 so far is the newest one. Yeah, you know what? I started, the way he posted these, he might have put the most recent one first, went backwards. So yeah, this series, go, oh, there's a 2012 in there. Okay. I, 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 I think I get the picture at this point. So I would say this, to me, none of that sounds any worse any worse, any worse, that's a stupid word, uh, any worse than any special that I would find on Netflix. Do you agree? I'd agree with that, yeah. Okay. Uh, where I would say James Gunn's biggest issue, I don't agree with it, and that stuff's not funny to me. Anything against kids is not funny to me. And I'll give you a little bit of background. I used to be a huge South Park fan. And when they did the episode about the Catholic priests way back in the day, I stopped watching it. Because to me, anything dealing with pedophilia and messing with children, I just don't find the humor in it. That's just me Mm -hmm. personally. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I have heard it before. And I don't necessarily think somebody's a bad person for making snide comments like that and that type of humor, uh, because it's, it happens all the time everywhere. And I am one of those people that believe that you, sometimes you gotta laugh at shit so that you don't cry. Um, and I would say that, you know, James Gunn, again, you put that stuff out there publicly, you, you have to know that the world's gonna see it. And if it is out there, you know, shame on you for not going back and deleting it. Uh, once you got hired by the House of Mouse, that's all I can say is, damn dog, you work for Disney. And of any company that wouldn't put up with that, that walks, is part of this world, Disney in today's day and age is not going to allow that to happen. And, and now backstory, you know, his first kind of big film that kind of broke through, right? That he wrote. Riding in Cars with Boys. No, uh, Scooby-Doo. The live action Scooby-Doo? 
Yeah, he, he wrote the he wrote Scooby Doo in uh, 2002, and then he also wrote the Scooby Doo Two Monsters Unleashed in 2004. Well, if I would have known that, I would have never saw those Guardians movies. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's when we, when we talk about what director would you get, it uh, you know, Marvel's been grabbing a lot of dire- directors, and I'm like, huh, the guy that did Slither, he's making a, a comedy Marvel movie, interesting. Oh man, that well. And I got to say, with those tweets, like Kevin Feige, remember, we were just having this conversation. He's got to answer to somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's probably one of those things where it's like, dude, my hands are tied. I can't do anything to save you. Like, you know, especially again, when you're doing like if like, let's say he was making the Deadpool movies, right? James Gunn and mm-hmm. working for Fox, he wouldn't be fired. I just feel like he would not be fired. But maybe because I got to I got to think that that because his political views are so strong, uh, he's going to be a target uh, and this is going to get brought up over and over and over and over and over. There will be boycotts at the movie release. Uh, There will be actors and actresses that refuse to work with them. Maybe this is Disney or possibly, you know, in your scenario, Fox getting ahead of the excuse my language, but getting ahead of the shit storm. Interesting, man. Yeah, man, I, I, it's tough. Like, that's a tough opinion to have because I do think it was probably sarcasm just based on the stuff. Like, I don't follow him on Twitter because I'm not on Twitter, but you've sent me a lot of the stuff he says. And to your point, he seems very educated in regards to his responses and politics. And I do think, look, everybody has done stuff when they're younger that they're like, probably shouldn't have done that. And, you know, some people spend their entire lives trying to make up for that type of stuff. But there are, everybody says things, or I sure as hell shouldn't have said that. But um, in today's day and age, man, in social media, there are a lot of things that aren't acceptable. And also, there are people that are out there that all they do is want to want to have a witch hunt. And they want to find anything bad about you. Uh, especially if you disagree with their cause. Absolutely agree. It's a a sad day, man. I love those Guardians movies. And, you know, it's unfortunate that this kind of went down like this. But then again, on the flip side, like I said, man, you you just can't say shit like that. Not today. Not in today's world. Not out. Not to where... There's hit, you know, written down history that's directly tied back to you. That'll get you fired, man. That'll get you fired anywhere, a lot of times. Yeah, and and even even posting stuff and then deleting it later. You know, there are companies that all they do um, for business is take snapshots of the internet, and then and then you can go and go to these companies and request a snapshot and go through and view someone's del- deleted stuff. I mean, that's just fact. That that happens in court cases all the time. Yeah, you know, I tell you what, man, that's <laughs> that's one of the reasons when we were talking about, you know, what we expect from politicians and stuff like that. It's another reason that I would never want to run for office is because oh god. Uh, that anything you did in your past, it's coming up. It's coming up. Yeah. <laughs> ah, man, that's just and I consider myself pretty a pretty good person <laughs> that tries really hard not to treat people well 
but I know there's shit that I've said to people where I'm like, eh, shouldn't have said that. Don't think I've ever put it on social media, though. <laughs> you know, th that's the problem. Uh, for people like you and me, we, we try to be funny. We try to make people laugh. Yeah. And a lot of times when you do that, you know, to make people laugh, you got to kind of find that point that's, that's you know, too far. And you got to kind of dance around that line, you know, because the, the kind of comedy that I do. Yeah, you got to go up to the edge. Yeah, and sometimes you overstep, and you're like, oh, that, that too far, bring it back. And um, and that happens. And, uh, you know, when, when when we do it, it's, you know, you and me standing around your grill. Yeah. And, you know, we know each other. We know what we're doing. We understand our personality is no big deal. When you put something out in the public domain like that, you know, honestly, he might have gotten Twitter followers uh, from from doing that. You know, his, his follower account might have gone up for being very um, edgy. But there's consequences to that. Yeah, and I would believe, you know what, I would also believe on the flip side of that, he probably lost a couple, too. Yeah, yeah, he's a very good point. Uh, just because, uh, kind of like I said earlier, you know, that type of humor, when it involves kids, to me, I don't find it funny. I don't know if I would necessarily would have unfollowed him. Maybe I would have. Maybe I would have back then and come back to him uh, later on. As people grow, you know, they develop, they change uh, their mindset. They become more educated. And, uh, you know, he was a different director back then. I can tell you with that, his stature in Hollywood is not what it is now. So, you know, and as you grow, that stature changes and everything else that goes with it. It's, it's unfortunate, though, man. It, it's just really unfortunate. But, uh... Fucking with kids is not funny. Yeah, that That's some shit, you know, because I heard a lot of jokes when the subway thing came out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, like when that happened and I was like, yeah, that shit ain't funny. That's, that's, that's sick. That shit's sick, man. There, there were a lot of those that, that, that there were a lot of those that I did like, um, but, but they weren't about kids per se. They were making fun of Jared in prison and those I thought were hilarious. Well, yeah, I can see that. I can, I can see that. Um, I think I still got got the picture on my phone where it shows, you know, uh, Jared's in prison in his inmate uniform, and the caption is, the first time Jared never ordered a foot long. I'm not going to laugh at you. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. come on, real deal pedophiles are the lowest of the low. I, I Absolutely. And to me, prison is not a good enough punishment. Uh, that is, that's just not, oh man, it's, it's not funny. And, uh, I, I do think to your point, I think that maybe James Gunn is going to have to, um, take a step back, uh, for a little while and, yeah. and reevaluate and, you know, and then you come out and you fall on the sword. Like, I know he's trying to do it now, but when you do things right after they happen, in a lot of ways, it seems disingenuous because it seems like you're trying to save something. But what you got to do, oh, my gosh, I'm driving down the road. I need to stop driving. This lady, literally, she was in the passenger seat. She got out, walked around the car, and punched the driver right in his jaw. What? <laughs> what? Holy crap. Dude, I am on an 88. Right before you get to Naperville Road, she, they pulled, they like 
went over to the side of the road really quick. So I'm watching. I'm like, what the hell is going on over there? She gets out of the passenger seat, walks around, opens his door, and punched him right in the jaw. Damn. Oh, my gosh. We need to get you a dash cam. I'm a dude. I need to get like a GoPro and wear it all the damn time. Like I need a body cam. Yeah. Crazy shit happening around me constantly. Uh, so I, I don't even know what the hell I was saying now. <laughs> uh, so yeah. I, oh yeah. When it, when people say, you know, things as soon as it happens it seems disingenuous because it's like, oh, I'm trying to save my job or you're trying to save face. Well, the reality of it is, is the best thing to say is I was a different person. You know, I, I, I can't deny that I said any of that. I'm going to step away from a little bit. Like it would have been probably smart of him to go to Disney and say, you know what, based on, based on this, it's not going to come out good for you guys. It definitely isn't good on my part. I got to step away from it. And then come out later on and then explain yourself a month from now, a couple months from now. And I think people would be more forgiving that way. But to your point, he's so outspoken in regards to, you know, politics and everything else that there are going to be people probably the rest of his career that, you know, boycott him for anything he does. I would agree with that. You know, it's, um, I, I do kind of halfway agree with, with what you're saying about his stance. What he's done so far is he's tweeted. Uh, if, if, you know, it's not like he's already on the AM talk shows and he's um, on, the night, on the nightly news shows trying to defend his case. Um, you know, I think that will happen a month from now. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. He'll get, he'll, he'll be on one of, you know, one of the late night talk shows or something and they'll explain the situation in full. And then, you know, especially Hollywood, you know, somebody's going to hire him again. Um, it, it'll just happen, but there's still going to be a lot of backlash. Yeah, maybe there's a lot of guys that are in limbo right now because of the me too movement. Um, and we really haven't seen many of them back to work yet. So yeah, I'm, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, uh, it's tough. Now, what you hope that you would hope is that nobody comes out and says, yeah, he did this or yeah, he did this. And then there becomes the anti James Gunn movement based on things that he's actually done, not necessarily things that he's uh, said on Twitter. You know what? I, I almost wish someone. Uh, I kind of wish the opposite that that it, it, if uh, it did happen, because then I'm not sympathizing with this guy uh, at whatsoever anymore. Then, so and then you're not like, on yep. the fence, and you're like, "Fuck you, dude." Yep. I'm I like your work, I, but done. Yeah, I'm completely, I'm completely done with you. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't spend two hundred dollars on that James Gunn Funko Pop that they had a couple years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to go into my kid's room and say, "Nope, you can't have this anymore." Yeah. Uh, yeah, I see your point. That's what makes it easier, right? And yeah, it does. Unfortunately, that's not life because life is, it's not the black and white. It's the gray area. That's where we live. And, um, 
Yeah, and, and and you know that there have been some some celebrities kind of in this gray area that I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't know. You know what they did was bad, 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 was wrong. Uh, should they be punished for the rest of their lives for it? Is is the question that I have? Yeah, and I think that's that. That depends on the person. It depends on the crime, and depends on who you are as a person. I guess you could say. Um, I'm trying, I'm trying to think there was somebody, there was somebody I think came out that like he had hit, he had hit his wife or something like that. And I, and I believe that's a sports person. The name is escaping me right now, but I, 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 I cheered for the guy, you know? And then I found this out and I'm like, no, no, I don't care. I don't care. I'm not, I'm never cheering for him again, period. I just won't do it because, um, to me, there's just some things that you just don't do in life and putting your hands on a woman, touching a child. Those are not forgivable in my eyes. So, uh, but again, it comes down to the person, like if somebody else, you know, cares, you know, for something like that. I mean, it doesn't bother them. Uh, I know a lot of people that said what they do in their personal life, I don't care about. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> so. It, it's kind of, kind of the, uh, the libertarian view, um, that I don't care what, what consenting adults do behind closed doors, um, amongst one another. But, but as soon as it stops being consensual, and as, and as soon as it involves, you know, non, non-adults, that's where it's like, yeah, that's different. No. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, right. Cause I mean, there are some adults that are into some freaky shit. Uh, and, and, cool. and, and yeah, as long as you're both consenting and nobody's getting hurt, do your thing. But like you said, when it stops being consenting, the word no is. It's a fucking pretty clear word, man. It's two, one syllable, it's two letters, no. That word comes out, then, then that's it. Period. And, and like you said, it involves non-adults. No. I got no tolerance for that shit. Not, none whatsoever. So, um, I know that we kind of went down this road talking about, you know, from, essentially it's like, you, I know you text me and you're like, Jay Gunn got fired. And I'm like, what the? How? And then I started thinking because you're like it's it's pretty bad, and I'm like, oh my god, please tell me he didn't, you know, pull a Kevin Spacey, and then you know, you tell me this shit, and I'm like, well, he didn't do that, but he still shouldn't have done what he did. So, but 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 he talks, but he tells jokes about Kevin Spacey stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's not cool. Okay, so I don't want to make light of the situation, but I have to ask. Who stepped in and direct Guardians Three? You know, like I said, who you know from the Disney um, directors that we've seen so far, I don't think we're going to name them because I mean, who would have ever thought James Gunn for Guardians One? Uh, who would have ever thought uh, Taika Waititi for uh, Thor Ragnarok? Who would have ever thought? Um, I can't think of the director's name, but the director of Black Panther. Um. They seem to do a good job of pulling directors that we've never heard of and make good movies. So let me ask you this. 
So you're Disney. You fire him from directing Guardians 3. He wrote Guardians 1, 2, and 3. So does that mean you start all the way over in regards to the script? I was thinking about that. Um, you know, the, 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 there's there's a lot of in his, in Hollywood where the, they take take a, a script and then someone you know is credited with the screenplay or someone writes the initial screenplay and then it gets edited, edited, edited by many other writers. And the original guy, a lot of times, even though they get the money for it, they don't get credited for it. And I could definitely see that happening uh, in this movie where someone goes and revises what he did and his name gets taken off of it. Yeah, I would I would almost be willing to guarantee that's what's going to happen. And he's going to get paid because if he doesn't get paid, he'll sue them. You know, because while it may be fireable, that's still his creative work. And that's not, you know, if you use that, it, it's, it's just not the same thing. And I know that I just, it tell, my gut tells me he would sue the company if they used any part of his script and he didn't get paid. Now, he's probably a big enough person, probably in quotation marks, I really don't know him as a person, that he's going to step away and say, you know what, take what I've got, edit it as long as you want, don't put my name on it because it's only going to hurt the film, it's going to hurt the actors, everything else. Um, and, you know, give me my cut. And then they go on about their day. That's what I think uh, is going to happen. What do you feel about that? Uh, he's probably got a three, 400 page contact contract. So yeah. if he gets, so, so if he gets paid for it or if he does not get paid for it, it's probably, there's probably terms in his contract for this kind of stuff. Uh, so like so, a code of conduct type thing. Yeah. You, you can be released for at any time for any reason. Has he already gotten paid for the script since he turned it in? Who knows? Uh, you know, in terms of how, uh, James Gunn would, would like the studio to handle it. I don't think the studio cares. I think he's dead to them. And that and that's the position they have to take. You think or they so? feel they have to take. I don't know, man, cuz you know, with with the whole Roseanne thing, I mean, that was immediate. But they worked with her people in order to continue that show without her. Right, but not her. Yeah, but her people, I mean, they worked I mean, her her agent and and all those people, that's what I mean. Like, they worked with those people to come to an agreement because she was part of who created those characters. Oh, and she has a producer credit, too. That, that's a good point. Yeah, so, I mean... What credits does James Gunn have is my question. Yeah, I mean, I, obviously, we know he doesn't own the characters. So, okay, well, let me ask you this. And this is all layers upon layers that we'll find out. Uh, over time, but his brother mm -hmm. is a character, right? Sean, he plays, yeah. yeah. He plays Craglin, and mm -hmm. we know that he was going to be back in Guardians 3. So does he still come back? That's a coin flip. I'm I'm not sure. Because then I, I wonder, think... does, does the studio welcome him back, or does he say, no, nah, screw, screw you guys, I'm not going to leave my brother like that. I think the studio scrubs his entire history 
like scrubbing him entirely on social media, or scrubbing through, I should say, on social media and everything he's ever posted to make sure he's clean. I would say hires a private detective to thoroughly investigate him. And then, and then if he is totally clean, then yeah, let him come back. Cause I think the fans do like him in that role. And does he come back? I think James, oh God, I'm acting like I know the guy. Uh, he seems like the type of guy where he'd be like, yeah, go do it. That's the way I think too. And to your point, it's like, I, it's, it's, I'm saying it like I know the guy, but I don't. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, whew, yeah. And there's, like we said, there's layers upon layers. And, and I wonder, cause you said people in Hollywood may boycott him, but do you think any of those actors or actresses are going to say, I don't want to do this. I don't want to work for somebody else. Uh, or do you think they're like, fuck that I'm getting paid? Well, they're under contract. That's for sure. Yeah, but you know as well as I do, contracts are broken in Hollywood all the time. Mm, with penalties, yeah. Oh, yeah, with penalties. Absolutely, there would be penalties. There would be repercussions. I mean, anyone, I mean, honestly, anyone walks away from Guardians, Disney's coming after them with a $100 million lawsuit saying we're going to lose $100 million in the box office. Minimum. Ooh, that's a good point. That's a good point. So I've got a director for you. I think you bring in Michael Rooker to do it. Does, does he direct? I don't know. But why not? Why not, huh? <laughs> why not? It, it would it would be a hell of a thing, wouldn't it? I don't know. I mean, most... I don't want to say most, but there are a lot of actors and actresses who get that bug to direct after being directed for so many years and i would just wonder i i think he could continue it with the same you know comedic effort and i i just i I wonder if there would be a drop-off if they went to him and or if he came to them i mean it's it's way out there obviously and this is way early on because kevin feige is like what the hell man you know he's like what the fuck i'm supposed to you know i was gonna skip (laughs) comic-con Um, so, or is this all just a conspiracy to take away from, uh, Aquaman in DC at Comic-Con? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hell of a conspiracy. <laughs> That's, that'd be pretty, that'd be some 3D chess right there. Yeah, that would be pretty crazy. No, um, oh man, we're going to find out, aren't we? Damn, that's yes, crazy. We are. I, you know, I tell you what, of all the things that I expected to hear today, that wasn't one of them. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Oh man. Wow. It's it's kind of it's crazy because you get we get so like invested in these movies and everything like that, and it's like wow something like this happens and you're like, shit, I wasn't this stunned when Trump won the election. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> I- it, it, it's, al- it's almost like um, seeing that an old friend has problems. 
you don't know the guy, but you almost kind of consider him a friend. Like if you saw him on the street corner, you'd be like, hey, what's up? And you want to give him a, you know, a, a handshake or a high five or something. Yeah. Well, Before this it, happened. You know, it, it's crazy because, and, and this stuff happens. And sometimes this stuff happens and you hear that these people were just pieces of shit to people. Right. Like, for instance, the Kevin Spacey thing. Again, I'm not comparing what James Gunn said to what Kevin Spacey did, but I'm just saying that people come out and they say, like, this guy is a shithead. Like, he treated people bad and he always, always doing this, that, and the other thing, but nobody ever said anything. But then on, and you have people like Chris Hardwick, right? Who people said, uh, from what I've listened to, multiple people say that he is a genuinely nice guy. But this thing comes out that he beat his ex-girlfriend or ex-wife or something like that. So, like, studios are severing ties from him. And AMC is like, you can't have your show anymore and all this stuff. And he's like, this isn't true, you know, and and everything like that. So, I mean, sometimes just things happen and it's like, is this a really good guy? Is this not a really good guy? Like, to your point. You kind of wish something would come out and say, okay, well, this is, he's really is a shithead. That way you don't have to live in that gray area. Maybe. Uh, I, I, I think we as an audience and we as a society have had a pretty short memory about how Hollywood talent really was back, back up until a few years ago. Uh, it, you know, a lot of guys, it was commonly known they are shitheads. They are hard to work with. They are just awful people, but we put up with it because they're talented. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of examples of that. Do you remember the, the videos that came out in the eighties of Chevy, of Chevy Chase just screaming at the maid? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But we, and that was, you know, three amigos time, but we put up with it because we love Chevy Chase movies. Um, you know, what, what, what's been happening lately with, uh, Jeffrey Tambor. Did you ever used to watch, um, um, Entourage? That's the name of the movie, uh, the series Entourage. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's the Mark, Mark Wahlberg thing. Yeah. And uh, Tambor was on that show and he was playing kind of a, a version of himself. And he was the guy always storming in the Ari's office saying, hey, you know, give me a job. I want to work. Give me a job now, now, now. And he was kind of doing a, a caricature of himself where he's kind of known as being a very kind of straightforward, gruff guy in person. So it's like it's it was known people were hard to work with. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess we just, with social media and the way the news is and everything like that, we just hear about it more now. Like, to me, I don't... Oh, oh, did you ever see the movie Swimming with Sharks? Swimming with Sharks? Yeah. It's, it's probably not really about sharks, is it? No, it's it's all about filmmaking in Hollywood starring Kevin Spacey as a like as a producer. No, I never saw that. If you ever get a chance, great movie. You should check it out sometime. And basically the story is this guy is a horrible, horrible, horrible guy who just, just beats the heck out of his assistants. But this is a stepping stone for their, for these assistants to become producers themselves. And they know if they put their time in and, and you know, and kind of bear through how horrible this guy is, they're probably going to end up in a big producer job at some studio someday. Ooh. Mm. And that was really kind of kind of an inside look at the, at the industry in like the early '90s. Um, so we didn't know about it. I think we we like to pretend that we we didn't know about it before, but um, 
we did. I see a lot of tweets um, nowadays about you should never work for a, a, a toxic uh, manager. You know, if your manager's toxic and yelling at people and all that, you should not work for them. Yeah. And uh, I think it's a great sentiment, but uh, I've worked with plenty, plenty of toxic uh, managers. And unfortunately, that was just the way it's been up until they've been trying to change it recently. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I've worked with some pretty toxic people, some, some very shady, shitty people. Um, and, you know, back then, you know, thinking about, like, thinking back upon it, and even when I was going through it, I was like, and this is horrible. Like, I hate coming to work the whole nine yards. But then, you know, I almost feel like I had to go through that so that I could go through what I'm going through now. So, mm-hmm. uh, there's, there's give and take to it. But I also, based on how those people treated people, I treat my people the complete opposite of that. Uh, so you do, you do have people that will em- emulate some of those people, but then you also have people who will do the opposite of those people as well. And then there's people like me who, when I was in management in, in, in you know, high stress job uh, that I, the one that I was in, uh, a lot of deliverables, a lot of stress, um, understaffed. I did so, I tried so hard to, you know, be the boss that I, that I wanted to have, be a good guy, have a good relationship with people. But there were times, there were times where I just completely lost my shit with people. Didn't happen daily, didn't happen weekly, but it, but it happened sometimes. And I always felt bad about it, but, uh, but it did happen. Yeah. And um, it, it's, it's hard, you know, especially when you get stress and pressure, it's hard. And, you know, through, you know, training, uh, management training helps. And, uh you know, trying to live and learn and trying to get better experiences, um, is good. But, uh, so there's a part of me that understands people having a bad day and having uh, a breakdown and going after someone on a bad day. And to me, that's okay. It, it's people that are serially doing it nonstop and that's how they operate. That I think that's the problem. Well, yeah. And I think that on that bad day, how bad does it get? Cause there are some things that can be said, or some things that can be that you do when you're having a bad day that are forgivable, but there are other times though that there's just some stuff that people do um, that even if it happens once, it's it's not okay, it, and and it's fireable, you know. Now back then, I mean, people bosses used to put their hands on their employees. Mm-hmm. Today's day and age, well. For the most part, today's day and age, that would that wouldn't fly. Like if somebody saw that, that would be probably be recorded, or it'd be reported, or something else. So, um, at least in a normal everyday working environment, sounds like in Hollywood, sometimes that stuff happens. And I mean, to me, the first like real case of like hard to work with type people that resonated with me is probably because when I was I was older and I was like. I understood and everything like that is when Kevin Smith talked about working with Bruce Willis and you know, when they were doing the movie cop out and everything like that and how hard it was to work with that guy, but it was Bruce Willis and he knew there wasn't a whole lot that he could do about it. And you know, he talked about how much he hated making that movie. 
um, because, you know, of who he was making it with. And he knew that he just, there was nothing he was going to be able to do. Because if somebody was getting fired, it wasn't Bruce Willis. Yeah. And, and, and now me, knowing who I, who I am and the way I am, if I was in Kevin Smith's shoes in that situation, I would probably would have been the one that lost my shit. Like yeah. I said, not daily, but 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 I, but I, I would have I would have had that one. What the fuck are you doing? Moment with them with the, with with Willis. Yeah, and I I think I I agree with you. Too. Like I would have tried to uh, diffuse the situation at first, and I think a lot of it, my tolerance would depend on how it was affecting other people. Like, because mm. I'll t- I'll tolerate a lot of shit that affects me. But I won't tolerate a lot of shit that affects my people. And um, if it was an issue with, you know, how it's affecting my people, yeah, I would have, I would have went to the studio and be like, he goes or I go, period. Not with your contract. Oh well, hmm, that's a good point. Yeah, that, see, that, that's a, this next level thing that uh, that we don't know about is the pressure that filmmakers have to be under. Especially when they're working on these big budget films, that they have to, you know, do their best to deliver because their their career uh, rides on it. It makes you wonder if that because you're only as good as your last movie. Yeah, and it makes you wonder if that's why so many of these like high name uh, uh, actors, actresses, and producers and writers and directors makes you wonder if that's why they go back to the indie circuit so much is because of that. It's not. Mm the there's more freedom to deal with things the way that you feel like they should be dealt with. Um, I think about this a lot. Um, uh, you know, the, the little bit of time I've worked kind of as an amateur in the music business. And you think about, uh, you know, these mediums that we enjoy, uh, music, movies, art, you know, it, and what we enjoy is we enjoy the movie business, the music business, the, the art business and, and all those, it's a, it's a combination of, art and business whereas there, there's a, there, there's the artist creation uh beauty trying trying to make a statement and trying to um do these specific you know artistic things but at the same time as soon as you turn in, into the business aspect of it it's this has got to make money i'm doing this to make money and it's not always what i want to do but as an artist but i need to do it as a business person and that's that's a tough balance even in bands that's a very tough balance from what i've seen so for, for for these filmmakers and these actors and actresses to go off and you know do the independent films for the art, uh, I totally get that and I totally respect that. I, I saw an article with Billy Bob Thornton once. I think I've brought this up to you, where he says his strategy is is I do every other movie, I do one movie for Hollywood and then I do one movie for myself, and I want to keep on doing that for the rest of my career. Yeah, but I think uh, which is a great sentiment, but I uh, I think that. Um, it takes a while to where you can get to that point. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I think you can do that whenever. Is uh, um, you know, paying your bills might be a problem. Right. And well, I think that's what I, I think mean. for young actors and, and and young directors, you know, when, when they kind of when they they want to keep on striking while the iron's hot. So once they got that big movie, they want to do another big movie, and they want to keep on growing, growing, growing their career. Yeah, because you gotta like you wave, you ride that wave. Right. And once that wave dies down, it might be hard for that wave to get back up again. So, right. um, very interesting. 
Well, sir, I am, uh, I am pulling around the corner to the, to the house here. And, uh, right. I know, I know it was an unexpected podcast, but I'm glad we were able to get on here and, and talk about the breaking news. I think, uh, I think the Guardians movie is going to be okay because, uh, now if Kevin, Kevin Feige would have got fired, I would have been like, Oh shit, Marvel's going down. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I think they're going to be okay. It's it's an unfortunate situation, and um, you know, uh, hopefully James Gunn learned something. Uh, that's what I can say. Oh, I'm sure he's definitely learned something from this. Um, yeah, no, absolutely, I agree. All right, man, it was good talking to you. I'll talk to you later. All right, talk to you later, man. Take care. All right, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. We have no idea what we'll talk about next time, but I'm sure we'll have a good time doing it. Our email address is thecommutehome at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, drive safe, everybody.